0: Welcome back to Fears of a No Name Blank. My name is Virginia. I'm an actor based in Atlanta, Georgia. In this bi-weekly podcast, I sit down with undiscovered actors, film and television industry folks, and other creatives to chat about their fears in business and life in general. The goal is not to solve the fears or try to motivate away from them, but just bring these fears to light. After all, we're all human. Talking to Vanessa Smith, my guest this week. I learned so much about what actually happens to make a film set look and feel the way it's supposed to. She is an experienced and talented art department coordinator and is branching out to create her own projects. She introduces herself best when she says, I am the thousand words you will never say out loud in a script. All right, welcome back to Fears of a No Name Blank. Today, I'm here with Vanessa Smith. Can you please tell us a little bit
1: about yourself? Hello, I'm Vanessa V. Smith, and let's see. I guess I would call myself an artist, a creative. Um, I work in film and television industry, and... I am currently going into the realm of writing and directing with my writing and directing debut with a short film that you will be starring in. Oh my Mr. God, Virginia.
0: it's going to be awesome.
1: So fun, so fun.
0: Awesome. So you, it sounds like you consider yourself kind of an all-around artist. Um yeah. you yeah. kind of like to have your fingers in in all of the paints. Yes. <laughs>
1: in all of the paints, sculptural materials, um And in the film and television industry, I'm basically an art department coordinator at this point in time. I've worked in set dressing. I've worked a little bit in props. Cool.
0: Yeah. Can you um, (laughs) tell our viewers who might not be familiar um, what an art department coordinator might do? What if you have like a a day-to-day that that Mm -hmm. happens? I mean, if we all know film (laughs) industry stuff, there's no such thing as like a typical day, but Mm -hmm.
1: you know, what sorts of things do you get yourself into? Basically making sure adults talk to each other (laughs) is the in-joke amongst all of the art department coordinators. Making sure all of the people who have the authority to make decisions are fucking having their shit together and making those fucking decisions. The real world explanation is I handle day-to-day management of the art department working under the production designer. The production designer is in charge of everything that goes in front of the camera. Um, minus the actors' performances themselves and maybe some lighting, although uh, directors of photography and uh, production designers will absolutely have those conversations. Mm-hmm. So basically, if it's in front of the camera, we we make it happen. We make
0: it look the way it's supposed to look. Yeah. Be and feel. and we,
1: we give you that world that you're supposed to be. Uh-huh. That's really and, cool. And I like to say, as an art director and production designer in the independent film industry. I uh, if a picture is worth a thousand words, I am the thousand words that you will never say out loud in a script. I will give you all of the information you want and need about a character. I'm personally really into the psychology of spaces. Uh-huh. How we decorate. And yeah. And like- so it paints that
0: picture and you're so you mm-hmm. are really into making sure that the canvas is
1: exactly what it needs to be. Yeah. So that, yeah. you know, the performance is I'm I'm giving you all of that subtle information that you're gonna pick up on, but you'll never notice it. If I do mm-hmm. my job well, you kind of don't know yeah. that I'm doing my job well. For sure. Because it just it you're in it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but then it, you know you see an improperly yeah. done
1: set and you're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. You you notice my work when <laughs> I've done something wrong. Right that's essentially
0: that's funny do you feel like um like set deck doesn't get the kind of recognition it deserves like I feel like oh my gosh I don't like know maybe because I'm coming from an Mm -hmm. actor's world I don't know that many people in set deck and those people that I do know work so hard and yet it's like you know on the on the radar (laughs) yeah yeah
1: No, the, the insane things that I get to kind of watch happening as well as like coordinating, making sure things get where they need to be at the time they need to be Mm -hmm. and tracking all of the costs. Oh my God. You have to do like numbers things too. Yes. So I have to, as an art department coordinator, I have to um, pay attention to budgets, let people know like, Hey, we're a little over budget. Um, here but we shift numbers around like okay we used this table on this set it was too expensive for that set but we spent almost nothing on this other set so that table now goes to that oh my gosh numbers wise we we used the numbers around a lot but um yeah dealing with accounting but i totally agree set the set deck department set dressers get so little credit. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen entire sets pop up in like a day. Yeah. Like I was on a really ultra low budget um, independent feature. Mm-hmm. They changed location what? I'm, I'm going to say I can't remember the exact days but on a Monday they were like we don't like the uh, location that we had for like Several weeks at this point. So we're going to change it to this other location. Oh, jeez! So we literally had to run there. I also deal with something called clearances. It's a legal thing. Uh-oh. Meaning you can see this or you can't see it. Basically, if it's a work of art, if it's a sign, if it's um, anything that... Um, is made or created by mm-hmm. anyone, signage, everything you can Anything imagine. you'd need permission yeah. to show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Like book covers, magazines. It's it's insane. It's insane. And you can't even show certain products without permission. Um, wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's so much involved. It's it's that I didn't crazy, even
1: <laughs> like yeah. I don't approve it, but I catch it and I have to send it to a legal department, usually out in LA, and they're like, "Yes, you can show this," or mm-hmm. "No, you cannot show this." Mm-hmm. And then do you generally have to come up with like creative ways to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. get it
0: out, or yeah, whatever, or
1: cover it, or remove it, or you know? And that's back and forth between the locations department and art department. Like, hey, we need X X X Y Z
0: mm-hmm.
1: removed. We can't show it. We will have art that we can put on the walls. Are we allowed to put nails on the walls? Can we paint in there? Can we, like, we have yes. to ask all of these questions. Yep. Get all of these permissions, and yeah, it's it's insane. Like, that
0: sound. It's so much. It's yeah. so so much. What is your background mm-hmm. that brought you to uh, like the art department in film? Like, why did you? Excellent. Did line. you fall into
1: it? Because I know a lot of people. <laughs> just kind of fall into places well get this I actually have my master's degree in production design for theater and film fantastic so cool so um I think I'm like the only person in existence who has that now. <laughs> I, I have a few friends who also went to the Savannah College of Art and Design okay um who also achieved their their bachelor's or their master's in the same thing and um yeah so it's it's kind of crazy and weird mm-hmm. because all of the production designers I've worked for come from all sorts of backgrounds. Oh yeah, like architecture, interior design, you know, work mm-hmm. their way up from arts Art of PA. various sorts. Yeah. 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 But I started out life as um, a painter and a sculptor. Oh. I actually got my bachelor's in painting with a minor in sculpture. So cool. And um, started my masters in painting. Fell out of love with it, um, just sort of due to the institution of university. Mm. Like it's really, really hard to be an artist and then have to, you know, make your work, but also follow the rules. Yeah, Yeah.
0: follow the rules (laughs) so that you can get graded and (laughs)
1: getting credit, credation. Like Mm -hmm. the fact that art schools have to do credation and all this is fine, but it's also really, really bizarre because it's like there's no one way. Right. Like there's no Yeah. Like this is how you'll be an artist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you can absolutely anyone can learn the technical skills. Like you can set up a still life. You can learn how to paint a portrait. You can learn all of the technicalities. Mm-hmm. But where does creativity and just imagining things out of your head? Absolutely. Yeah. You can't really teach that. You can just sort of guide people out. Mm-hmm. You know, look around the world. It's <laughs> everywhere.
0: Paint what you know and feel.
1: Um, so, so, why did you
0: then decide uh, production
1: design? Um, I took a production design one of one course when I was kind of out of love with painting, and I realized like I'm either going to drop out of school or um, just have to fucking figure something else out mm-hmm. um, because painting just wasn't what it was for me anymore, which was. Art, like I've, I've been drawing since before I could talk, essentially. That's I, was, yeah. I was scribbling before I could talk because I'd rather have done that than talk to
0: people. So that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> my son's a scribbler. You should see my, the walls at my house. The bathroom Excellent. is just full <laughs> of just all of these cryptic little pictures. I mean, they've be- over the years, they've become more and more recognizable as he gets older. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always like, Rowan, why do you have to color on the walls we give you all this like art paper and supplies and all these things and my husband's like i bet picasso's mom never said that to him and i was like actually i bet picasso's probably. mom
1: told him not to color on the walls probably please and thank you yeah mrs picasso picasso pablo
0: pablo no bad pablo yeah so anyway so yes i understand the uh
1: drawing yeah. since before yeah talking thing because he's just been all over that yeah. i also drew on the walls and my mom was like i appreciate this but no yeah <laughs> and then i got lots of sketch pads so yeah we have
0: a house full of sketch pads and it just there's too much too much <laughs> blank wall i guess i don't know yeah. too
1: much canvas the the walls just call to us mm-hmm. you know? that's cool i guess like cavemen
0: all through, <laughs> through
1: the centuries right yeah. <laughs> i mean it's just in our our genes and our ancestry it's oh, funny. Gotta paint the walls. So from production
0: design, now you're in art department. What made you want to go and start writing and producing and directing your own stuff?
1: I guess it's because um I just like to try new things. Mm-hmm. I've I've worked with a lot of independent directors on a lot of short films and just kind of being on set, standing by and mm-hmm. As a, an art director, production designer, if they're running into a problem, it's like, oh, we'll move this here, or, oh, you want to communicate this thing, why not have your character with this problem, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And that kind of com- communicates what you're going for. Or a lot of directors would say, I'm going for this mood, or this tone, or this is this character that I'm thinking of, and I'm like, cool, I get to create their world. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. So you're, like, thinking, like, oh, I yeah. already create worlds. Why not create my yeah. own worlds? Like, yeah. Do absolutely. it for me.
1: And also kind of watching directors and, like, oh, you made that decision. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have done it like that. I think I would have made a different decision. <laughs> That's funny. I mean.
0: Yeah. I mean, t- we all it, learn from it, watching, it, don't we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, watching no. other people's mistakes. <laughs> to sound
1: like a total bitch. Um <laughs> but there, there have been times when I'm like, oh man, like that was a missed opportunity or, you know, this was, it, it wasn't like I saw it in my head. Mm-hmm. And they were doing something else, mm-hmm. which, is, which is great, which kind of goes to show like the artist is in their head. Absolutely. We all see it differently. Mm-hmm. So we're never really in competition with one another because how mm-hmm. I interpret a script versus oh, so how like- other people interpret a script or... For those listening, if you're not in the film industry, how you read a book and imagine your characters and yep. your worlds is going to be very different from someone else's interpretation. Absolutely. And and that's literally what we do. Mm-hmm. We I love that. We read the words on the page and we visualize it and then we make it happen in the real world uh, as best as we can. As best as we can. <laughs> if, with budgetary constraints and time constraints. So many budgetary and time constraints. <sighs> Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. Um, So speaking of, I wanted to talk to you about some of the projects, um, either that you've done in the past, if you want to chat about those, and some of the ones that you've got coming up. Um, I say that because we've been working on a project that we're trying to get shot for months now, and then quarantine happened, and we're all just like, wow, okay, great. Well, I mean, I first
1: asked you about this project, like, last year. Was it last year? <laughs> Literally a year ago. A year ago now. Oh, my gosh. Because I would know. have asked you in January or February um, 2019. Uh, and it came about because a friend of mine, a director, writer friend of mine, um, Eric Wafford sent me a link saying, oh, here is a free-to-get-into film festival for horror films. I love film festivals. And um, it's any age, blah, blah, blah. They're looking for, like, something that's about five minutes, you know, two to five minutes, which is typical for most. And I think it was down in Texas or whatever. So I was like, huh, I'll come up with something, and I'll direct, because I've been thinking about writing and directing something, and that was kind of the catalyst that just gave me an excuse, like, You know what, why don't I do just a fun, silly kind of project, have fun with it, keep it low, low budget, Uh and we will figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess um, the horror genre, and Eric and I had worked on um, a short film based on a Lovecraft short called The Music of Eric Zong. I think it's on... Online, um, so um, I'd worked on that with him, and I came on board because I knew the actor, okay, um, Mark Ashworth, and um, he's he's done a few things. He's done um, a few bigger things, and as well as I think he keeps in touch with all of the indie people, which that's I like. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's super sweet and. Yeah, so I saw on his Facebook page that he was doing this project. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I've always wanted to work on a Lovecraft film. So uh, I got in touch with him and I was like, Do they need an art department? Do they already have this? Because it sounded like put <laughs> me somewhere. What can I do? <laughs> it sounded like they were going to be shooting in like two weeks, which mm-hmm. is like zero time. Mm-hmm. But um, I got in touch with them. I sent a portfolio. Edit- I sent the director Eric a portfolio, and he was just like. Yeah, we'd love to have you on. Nice. So, um, luckily, we had a location that had a lot of period piece things that we could use sort of early 1900s stuff that was um, very usable. And the museum was very kind and was like, Yeah, totally use whatever you want. That's super cool. So, you were in a museum? Yeah, sort of like um, a living heritage museum. I love that. Oh. Uh, down in Indian Springs. And I can't remember the name of it, but that was where we were at. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it turned out really great. And I brought in some props and like lots and lots and lots of candles because we wanted to do everything by candlelight which is gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Wow. Yeah, it's beautiful, but Mm. I feel like it's difficult
0: to make sure everything is... Yeah, yeah.
1: continuity is a bitch.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And you have a million candles make sure they're all at the same level.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm, like, literally sitting behind the camera burning candles down, like, the art of the wax drip down the candle. And uh, there are a few key props, um, like a trunk for the student. The basic outline of the plot is... A student um, gets a room, rents a room while he's studying at university, and his neighbor upstairs in the Lovecraft story um, plays this weird violin music. And it's haunting and whatever. And, of course, cosmic horror of Lovecraft and all that good stuff. So this music was just like he'd never heard it before, so he's trying to get, you know, with this violin player to be like, what is your music? Like, who who is it? I must know, I must know. Um, is it original compositions and whatnot. And uh so just slowly this violinist going insane, (sighs) calling forth the the ancient elder ethereal powers. You know, that are always ever present in Lovecraft stories yeah. and getting sucked into other dimensions through this music. And oh, that. Like, it's a really great story. It's a great read. And I think the film turned out fantastic. So cool. Lovecraft is very hard to adapt. Yeah. Like, it's, it's very rare that you see a good Lovecraft story.
0: All right. So we're going to move on into the fun stuff. Because <laughs> <The fun laughs> that wasn't fun already. <sighs> um, so. Vanessa, let's chat about your biggest fear. My biggest fear? And you can tell me a fear from just life in general or specifically about um, your
1: career and your your path in life. The only thing that comes to mind is spiders. (laughs) Because fuck that. (laughs) Okay, so spiders. I guess a lot of the fears... That I would talk about concerning career, being an artist, being a creative type. Um, I think now that I'm in my mid-30s, I'm just kind of like, these aren't crazy big anymore. Okay. Um, I don't have a lot of fears. I guess the biggest fear is disappointing people. Okay. Especially people who take their time to invest uh-huh. in my projects. Uh-huh. So you, you feel yeah. like you don't want to I, be. I want to make sure it's a worthwhile project and they don't walk away feeling like, feeling like they wasted their time mm-hmm. on a shitty project. And how do you measure that? Like, is that something that you, it's
0: in good Right. Cause in my head, yeah. I'm constantly disappointing people. Like I would never, <laughs> like nobody would ever be happy with <laughs> what I did. So like, what is, do you have like a process where you're like, oh yes, I'm doing the right thing yeah. or oh yeah. crap, this isn't working yeah. and I'm disappointing people. Yeah.
1: I've noticed the sphere in writing this script mm-hmm. that I'm currently working on it's called frequencies hopefully by the time this podcast comes out I'll be able to send you a web link Yay! to all the good stuff <laughs> um, but right now I'm honing in on a locked version of the script I've done storyboards I've really like I've I've been working on and off this project for a year now and um, yeah, and it's kind of finally coming down to getting, uh, getting to that point where it's like, oh, I have a project now, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's kind of grown in scope and scale. It went from being like, oh, I'm gonna make a fun little like grindhouse movie, like tr- fake movie trailer, mm-hmm. to, um, oh this has a potential to lead to a feature film, which I would be really stoked to write and direct because I have a lot of ideas. Right. About, um, it being a psychological thriller, even though it has these weird sci-fi elements and Lovecraftian cosmic core elements. Right. Um, but I guess the fear of disappointing people or the fear, I guess it it is related to the fear of failure. Mm -hmm. Like I'm keeping my hopes as I'm going to make this project best case scenario. It leads to bigger, better things. And hopefully with the two producers I'm working at, at Imperial Savage, um, we want to build up the the Georgia film community. Oh yeah, essentially, definitely. To, to bring more original projects from here to here.
0: So in that sense, do you feel like, disappointment slash failure could look it it doesn't just reflect on you it reflects on an entire community
1: yeah yeah and as someone who's i'm i'm femme queer but get labeled as a woman a lot Mm -hmm. and i feel like every time a woman makes a mistake or you know just makes something that wasn't as great as it was supposed to be like the standards are so much higher because we have to be brilliant yeah or we're complete. Or failures. nothing. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then it's not just oh, this one person had you know a bit of a bust, mm-hmm. which in any creative endeavor, you're going to have a bust every once. Oh yeah, now. like totally. That's how we as artists learn. Yeah, really, is oh that didn't fucking work. <laughs> that didn't work. Moving Back on. To the <laughs> <more>. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a whole lot yeah, of that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a process because we have to kind of figure it out and mm-hmm. figure out what we're doing. So. You know, being an artist is being used to failing and Mm -hmm. getting better at failing. Getting better at failing. What have you done Mm -hmm. uh, to kind of help yourself along with that? Um, Get rid of the idea of perfection. Okay. Like nothing is ever going to be perfect. And I keep telling myself, my internal dialogue is, this doesn't have to be perfect for It just has to look crazy and be fun and be weird. Like, celebrate what you love about weird ass cult classic mm-hmm. cinema um especially with this project um it it still is very rooted in like B movie drive-in horrors where it's just like what the fuck
0: what is happening like
1: all of these off the wall ideas yeah. that um mainstream hollywood i think now has kind of adopted but like, yeah but um you're never going to get anything as weird as like crazy independence because you don't have producers being like, well, now is this is this gonna, you know, go to the widest possible? Right. Audience? It's, I feel like a lot of films are still made by committee. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. we need to, you know, check off this list of things instead of being like, no, let's let let it be. Yeah. It's crazy weird thing because I feel like there's still an audience for the weird oh definitely
0: last year at the atlanta film festival do you ever attend the atlanta film festival
1: i've been a few times Um,
0: last year it was awesome um sadly it's been pushed back this year Mm -hmm. anyway there was one ridiculous like like you you just described like b horror you know clearly trying to be from like the 70s -hmm. or something about a dress that killed people and it was yes. amazing. It I was amazing. That. It was the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen, and yeah. I loved the shit out of it. Oh my! Like, gosh. and and like, mm. that's just not something you would see yeah. anywhere except for at, you know a freaking film festival because yeah. nobody's willing to be like, like this is something interesting. Like, With this fear mm-hmm. of disappointing people slash failure, do you find that? you are motivated with it? Like, does it help you? Does it light the fire under you? Or does it kind of hold you back? Or is it kind of a little bit of a... It's a, it's a combo. Yeah.
1: Like, sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm holding myself back because I'm playing it safe. And it's like, be bold, be bold, be bold. Right. Um. It's art. Be fucking bold. Right. It's art. It's art. <laughs> um... Yeah. And I, I guess I've Develop these mantras of it doesn't have to be perfect; it just has to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And ugly can be interesting. Uh, mistakes can be interesting. Happy mistakes are usually so much better than what you plan. Had in for. mind, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I feel like I'm also over planning certain things. Um, I'm doing storyboards. I'm my writing process is write it, storyboard it look at my storyboards and be like, oh, I want this or no, this, this is actually how I want it to look like. Mm -hmm. So then I go back and rewrite it. So, because I'm a very visual person. Uh Yeah. So it's been a process, process of learning how to write a script and a screenplay. But I'm like, "I, I can do it in the storyboards. Just look at the storyboards. I love it. Um,
0: I find it very interesting that as somebody who, um, you know, is worried about failing you in, you do pick up a lot of new things. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of people who are like, Oh no, I won't be good at that. So I'm not even going to try it. Yeah. Like what, what is your, like, why do you think that that is you? Like, why do you think you have that ability
1: to be like, you know what? I'm just gonna fucking try it. I think it's, I think it's actually kind of interesting. It's like, Oh, I've never done this before. So, of course, I'm going to suck. And if it turns out better than what I thought it was going to do, which was to suck. (laughs) Um, Great. Perfect. Wonderful. Um, And and it kind of, it does alleviate a little bit. Because once you start getting kind of good at something, it's like, no, I should know better now. Mm. I should be able to do this. Why can't mm-hmm. I do this? So it's almost worse knowing that, yeah. that like, Oh,
0: I've been, I'm a professional at this or people yeah. consider me a professional in this field, mm-hmm. but oh, I did that stupid rookie mistake.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Looking at all of the short films that I've worked on as an art director, where I've really been in charge of what a set looks like. I'm like, fuck, i fucked that up, oh, shit. <laughs> like now, oh,
0: shit, how did that get that? in there? How many other people would notice that? I
1: notice it. (laughs) You're like,
0: I don't care how many other people.
1: (laughs) Probably, probably only all my other art department friends will be like, oh, you fucked up," for that's yeah. I know I fucked up. I fucked up. Um, And sometimes I watch other films and I'm like, "Oh, someone fucked up," or someone had to cover something real quick. (laughs) Be like, "Oh, a PA made that." Okay, okay." (laughs) PA made that. No, my favorite is. family photos in any shows Uh or films, the lighting is always wrong. It's always 10 different lighting sources because what we do is we can't always schedule all of the actors together in costume. Oh my God. Or, you know, if you're assembling a family and you need baby photos, because, you know, you're talking about this adult actor with, you know, they have kids, but you've got to create that history that doesn't exist. You know, so you have the baby photos, you have the whatever photos, and, you know, you have to Photoshop them holding their kid <laughs> that they just met, like, a month ago or something. To, like, piece it all together. Yeah, yeah. And so it's always funny, because I guess as a painter, I'm always like, the lighting is wrong. Uh-huh. Because you have learned, and my eye has been trained to look at lighting, look at it. warm lighting, cool lighting all the nuances and craziness of light that yeah Um, that's fascinating so (laughs) that's a detail I'm like oh somebody threw this together in five minutes that's as an art department PA that was probably the number one thing I was always asked to do was photoshop the families together and so I'm really good at it and all of my photoshops look really good excellent Ozark season one
0: Boom. I
1: think in the pilot you will see some of the family photos when they're moving, when they're first beginning to move, and I'm like, "Yep, I did that." Look at bam, you! Bam, bam, bam. Wow. That was me. Hi. That's awesome. You may touch me.
0: Yeah. I did it, you guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, um, You're in the presence <laughs> of I'm someone in who photoshops celebrity. It's a celebrity. Bateman and family together. Um,
0: um, do you have any particular horror stories you'd be willing to share about like a time that you were like, oh my God, that was an epic failure or a time that you, like somebody came to you and was like, I am so disappointed.
1: Um, and if you don't, that's okay too. Um, I'm trying to think I'm, I'm going to things that I've been in charge of because Mm -hmm. sometimes. As an art department coordinator, I can only sort of raise the flags of warning, like, "Hey, there's a fire coming up. We should put this out right now." Yeah, yeah. You know, and depending on the crew, I've I've been very fortunate in that most of the people within the art department will totally pay attention and be like, "Oh, that is a fire. <laughs> we should totally put that out." Definitely put out that fire. Um, you know, and have been very appreciative that I try to keep as best of an eye on everything going on because part of my job is to sort of keep an eye that make sure the details are getting there but I'm not always in the know of all the conversations the production designer has with the director or producer or blah, blah 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 so I'm not in the know for all the details but as far as they will point and say we need to find this wallpaper we need to find this or get this tomorrow right you know, at four p.m., yeah, everyone's exactly about right now. Everyone's about to close. <laughs> Man, I've pulled some shit out of my ass. Yeah, I have a magic ass. <laughs> I have a lot of stuff stored in there. I don't know. So
0: you use that fear of failure. What's what's that? What's the phrase I'm looking for? It's that like uh, necessity breeds creativity or whatever. Something like yeah, that, yeah. And so in, instead of like falling flat on your face, you're like, "Fuck that, that's not going to happen." Yeah, I am going yeah. to make this as
1: mm-hmm.
0: whatever as possible right now. Yeah,
1: it's 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 going to happen, or we're going to die trying. Or, <laughs> and um, you know, everyone in the art department is kind of really good at that. That's awesome. We, we come together and we try to figure out just how do we fucking make it work. You right. Know, if we can't get the first idea maybe we get it on the fifth idea mm-hmm. and like we just keep going and keep going and maybe it's not so much fear failure but just the adrenaline rush mm-hmm. i'm an adrenaline junkie i guess <laughs> i'm the daughter of an emergency room doctor oh my so it's like uh, i i got the adrenaline junkie from that
0: and tenacity like i feel yeah. like you know some one thing doesn't work mm-hmm. And you just move on to the next thing. And the next thing, like you said, it could be the fifth thing. Like you have to have the the 15th. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have the, the willingness to persevere. Yeah. To get to that 15th thing.
1: That's gorgeous and turns out beautifully. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I guess, I guess now that I have about eight years in the professional sort of union studio field, um, like, I've, I've learned so much from so many talented people where I'm just like, there's always a solution. Mm-hmm. Like, the fear of failure has sort of been quelled in that, well, if this doesn't work, there's ten other solutions. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no one way. Well, actually, in biology class in high school, we did learn that there is only one way to skin a cat. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I enjoyed biology class. Like Amazing. we dissected cats and there is only one way to skin a cat. But for our purposes, there are many ways to <laughs> solve yep. visual problems right. in art and film and whatever. Like there's there's a lot of options. That's
0: yeah. So and, and you're willing to explore them and go yeah. through and do stuff.
1: Even even the crazy shit. Mm-hmm. On the independent stuff, I'm just like, where the fuck's my duct tape and some cardboard? Yeah. Like, let's fucking bust out a sentence. Absolutely. Some glow sticks. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, my God. Maybe not glow sticks. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, do you ever talk about, like, this fear or other fears that you have in terms of your professional career with other people? Like, do does anybody know that you're, like, you know, you are able to pull your shit together because you're afraid of failing?
1: Um, I think, I think I've started to learn that being honest, like I have been told to my face, like, stop, stop, uh, stop saying, you know, this or that. It makes you seem weak. It makes you seem weak. Huh? Um, and I was just like, fuck that. Like, Mm -hmm. just fuck that. Like, Mm -hmm. um, growing up. I was told a lot of things were weak about me, you know, gender stereotypes. Right. Um, but also some other personal things. Right. Like, and, you know, I now have like a lot of rage Fair. that drives me forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I run primarily on rage and spite. A little bit of caffeine. And lots of caffeine. <laughs> um But I was like, no, if I'm honest to the people around me, I think that that builds a trust of like, look, I don't care if you fucking judge me. I'm just saying like, I'm worried about this Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I've, I've been a little more forward about mental health issues that I've dealt with as well. Um, just because I found that people, people are actually a lot kinder than I was led to believe mm-hmm. growing up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's and like when you're a kid, they're like, oh, yeah. we're going to toughen you up.
1: Yeah. But like, yeah. Why? It's like, you know, <laughs> stop crying. You're fine. You're yeah. fine. And it's yeah. like, no, I'm not fine, actually. Yeah. And, you know, it's okay to not be fine. Yeah. It's okay
0: to not be okay.
1: And I think the experiences I've had, especially with really great, talented people in the art department, um, the people who aren't talented are the cattiest. Yeah. The <laughs> but people who are very talented are just like, look, we're we're in this together. Right. Like, I feel like with talent comes either, like, the hubris of, like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm always right and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to ruin me? And it's like, no, I'm really not trying to ruin <laughs> you. <laughs> I don't fucking have the time or the energy to ruin right, you. Right. Yeah. This isn't about you. Like this is just fucking hard. Yeah. Right now. It's yeah. Fine. Um. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, I've worked with people where it's like I've I've been upfront with people. Like, mm-hmm. Cool. Like I was on a project end of last year, where it was like out of control. Like the project was just out of control. Uh oh with all the things that I was supposed to be responsible for as an art department coordinator. Like, it was, I think, a filmmaker who had never worked on this level before, Mm. which is fine, because we all start somewhere. But nobody was sitting this poor person's ass down. And being like, (laughs) Cool. (laughs) You are now working with, um, this is for online content, so... I won't say details or anything in case I get in trouble. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it was out of control in a manner of, uh, I don't think they had any inkling or understanding of legal issues of mm-hmm. showing artwork, showing brand names, mm-hmm. showing this, that, and the other. And it's like, it's a process, and no, it does not happen in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, they were literally putting people in designer clothing. Which is a big no-no. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing if you're like, we want designer clothing. Okay, cool. Let's reach out weeks Figure ahead of time. Figure out what of we time, can do. Yeah. Like weeks, months ahead of time. Yeah. And we were in a museum and they were like, oh, the museum can just sign off and all this. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not how it you're works. You're showing photographs. Those copyrights belong to the photographer. You have to get, depending on the photograph, you have to get permission to show everyone's likenesses. In that photograph, wow. it, like it breaks down, yeah, and it's it's like a rabbit hole of mm-hmm. just like whoa,
0: mm-hmm. and so like in this instance with this mm-hmm. poor person who wasn't getting the truth, yeah, like you you pretty much know that yeah. if honesty had been brought to the table, yeah, it would be like there would be no well less yeah. failure involved. Or yeah. <laughs> well, if somebody had just
1: been like, look we are totally on board with your vision and everything, mm-hmm. but sometimes you've got to pick and choose, and literally us as an art department, our job is to make up the fake logos, the fake brands, the fake names. Right, yeah. We can, like, if you're going to see it for three seconds, no one's going to know the difference, but it's going to be different enough to avoid lawsuits. Right. Nobody wants a lawsuit. Yeah, and this could be, like, millions and millions of dollars in Yeah, and it doesn't matter how small the project is. Mm-hmm. And, like, the... The production company we were working for, they are like, the three-second rule doesn't apply. Like, if you only see something for three seconds, like, if you pan across it, maybe it's okay. Oh, wow. Um There's, there's ways you can kind of finagle it so you don't have to clear every single itty-bitty tiny piece of item. Like, mm-hmm. I don't... If this was a set, I wouldn't have to clear this sofa. Right. We're just sitting on the sofa. It's not being used to kill anybody. <laughs> yeah. Companies get a little funny when you start killing people with their products and their products were not meant to kill people. I mean, okay,
0: (laughs) fine. If that's how you want to be.
1: Another example is if you have alcohol, if you've ever seen parties and movies, yes. Yep. They're always holding cups Mm -hmm. because you don't know what's in the cup.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's hilarious because now the, brand that does the red cups no longer wants their cups used in parties but scenes. there's a song I know red
0: solo cup yeah. solo cup
1: up. brand does not going to be associated <laughs> with underage drinking in parties anymore <laughs> so we are work? no longer allowed to use red solo cups solo it's, cups that's how you made your millions okay <laughs> it's it's the end of an era <laughs> that's
0: so funny
1: but it's, it's so I mean it's not
0: I mean I get it I guess
1: no, it is it is absolutely bizarre and funny and crazy and but that's that's the minutia, yeah, for of sure. All the things that the art department has to deal with mm-hmm. is we have to deal with all the legal issues of putting something in front of a camera, and broadcasting it for commercials, and blah blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. like. And I haven't run into this. I think I've worked mostly on. Uh, series that are online online platforms. Got it. But apparently it's a thing that you want to be cohesive with the commercial breaks and what products you show in the film or oh, the series. Really? Huh. Like You can't have your characters drinking Pepsi and then boom, we cut to Coke, Coke. commercial. Yeah. Fascinating. And it's hilarious. It's like if you're a Coke film or your Pepsi film. Because that dictates what your characters can drink, what cans of soda they can... I mean, we're in Atlanta. We should be good yeah. people, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of Coke. A lot, A lot of, of Coke. lot of Coke. No, no, no. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, not as much as apparently it used to be in the 80s, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Vanessa,
0: do you have anything final you'd like to say? Gosh. About anything.
1: Yeah. Watch out for... More items to come on my short film, my writing and directorial debut, Frequencies, Yay. starring Miss Virginia Woolf. woo thank you. And, um, yeah, fears of being a new director. Yeah. Even though I'm like, I have good ideas about what I want to do yeah. and what I don't want to do. And Just use those same coping mechanisms.
0: And yeah.
1: Get it there. Be like, ah, oh, this isn't working. But let's try something else. Do it again; it'll be fine.
0: But um, are yeah. you willing to share um any of your social media information or a website? Where can our listeners find you?
1: Um, hopefully, we will have a, a website for frequencies. Mm-hmm. And um, I've I've kind of informally decided that if I continue this route. I'm going to call my little company of one uh, Weirdscape Films. Oh, I like that. So, Little Weirdscape. Cool. Okay. Well, and I do have an Instagram account, although I have one photo on it right now.
0: (laughs) Weirdscape Films. Weirdscape Films. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes so people can find you in your one photograph. And maybe that will help you decide to put more photographs on Instagram. And then when you have a website, we will like that as well. Excellent. Excellent. Thank well, you so Vanessa, much. thank you so much. This was super fun. Yeah, it was. I loved talking to Vanessa and feeling her energy around fear. She uses her fear of failure and disappointment to propel herself forward. And she has given herself the space to fall flat on her face and, and embrace the imperfection that comes with creating. It's so inspiring to me to hear someone say, I'm new at this. Of course, I'm going to suck. And I just love that she tries to throw away this unattainable idea of perfection like that, like not being able to say perfection correctly. (laughs) My big question here is I'm curious if any of you have ever felt you couldn't fail because you felt that would be representing an entire community. Tell me about it on Instagram or Twitter at the underscore scarlet p. Um, I'm going to link Vanessa's IG page, Weirdscape Films, in the show notes. And while Frequencies is not yet available for you to watch, I will also link the website where you can find out more about the project. I am Virginia, and you've been listening to Fears of a No Name Blank. <laughs>